Hey, just a quick heads up that this intro is a little bit longer than normal. So with that said, let's jump right in. And I met this woman. She came to a talk I gave and I was so deeply inspired by her transcendent connection to source energy that she was able to transcend the laws of the material world. She was literally able to face down after weighing 65 pounds and 91 days wearing the same clothes without having a bath or washing, stare down someone with God consciousness and have them drop a machete and it was unheard of. I believe that she's a saint who walks among us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Immaculate Ilabagiza to the stage. Thank you. Thank you for your kind welcome. I know my story is a sad story, but it has been a story that gave me an experience of great growth, spiritual growth and a deep understanding of what really matters in life. That's Wayne Dyer and Immaculate Ilagabiza, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we actually have two featured speakers making their debut on the show to continue with our topic of the week to share an amazing and just an unbelievable story of strength and forgiveness. Here's Wayne Dyer and Immaculate Ilagabiza. Enjoy. On the 6th of April, 1994, the president of Rwanda was in an airplane. He was a Hutu, and his plane went down. On the 7th of April, a genocide began in the country of Rwanda, country about the size of uh, the state of Maryland, with approximately 10 million people, 9 million of them Hutus, 1 million Tutsis. A killing spree began that um, all of the uh, young men of the country over the age of 14, and all of the males and all of the Hutus were issued machetes. The country shut down. An entire country shut down. All the schools closed, all the banks closed, all the grocery stores closed, all commerce ceased, and the business of killing was underway. People were being killed by the thousands in the streets and in the villages of this country, throughout the country. And those of you who saw Hotel Rwanda have just seen a little tiny sliver of it. 
In the end, by July, after 91 days, one million people, one million people, Tutsis, were slaughtered in this racial cleansing activity that took place. And in the midst of this horror, a young woman named Immaculate, Illa Begiza, was a student in a college about 200 miles from her village. Her father talked with her on the phone and persuaded her to come home. She didn't really want to go because it was Easter vacation and it's a long ride and it's, uh, it, it was through buses and so on. It takes a long time through country roads. The father said, you must come home, it's Easter, you must come home and see your mother and your father. And she said, I don't know, I'm not sure, but she did. She did what her father asked her to do, and she went home. And that was on the 6th or so of April. And when she got there, she's a Tutsi woman, they had to go into hiding because the killing began almost immediately, especially in this area of Rwanda where she lived. And... <clears throat> She went into hiding in a pastor's home in a bathroom that is approximately three foot by four foot with seven other women for 91 days. And she came out, she's five foot nine, she came out and she weighed 65 pounds. And she survived through something that is so miraculous. She has written her story in a book called Left to Tell how I discovered God in the midst of the Rwandan genocide. It was such an astonishing experience that she would survive through the force of her total belief and connection to God. It was almost as if she had to become that from which she originated. She had to learn not only what God was like in her thoughts, and when you read her book, you'll be just overwhelmed. It's a page-turning book. <clears throat> but she had to almost learn how to be in a state of forgiveness to people who were hunting her. She lived in a house that was a two-bedroom bungalow by, our, by standards in America, and it was searched by between three and four hundred Hutus with machetes five inches away from where she and seven other women were hiding, just looking for scraps of food in order to survive, being brought to her by the pastor. And in the home that she lived, the pastor didn't even tell his own children, because if he would, they would have been killed, because no Tutsis were spared, none. I'm going to read the introduction. And I met this woman. She came to a talk I gave, and I was so deeply inspired by her transcendent connection to source energy that she was able to transcend the laws of the material world. She was literally able to face down after weighing 65 pounds and 91 days wearing the same clothes without having a bath or washing stare down someone with God consciousness and have them drop a machete and it was unheard of. I believe that she's a saint who walks among us. I heard the killers call my name 
They were on the other side of the wall. Less than an inch of plaster and wood separated us. Their voices were cold, hard, and determined. She's here. We know she's here somewhere. Find her. Find Immaculate, they were saying. There were many voices and many killers. I could see them in my mind. My former friends and neighbors who had always greeted me with love and kindness now moved through the house calling my name while carrying spears and machetes. I've killed 399 cockroaches, said one of the killers. Immaculate will make 400. It's a good number to kill. I cowered in the corner of our tiny secret bathroom without moving a muscle. Like the seven other women hiding for their lives with me, I held my breath so the killers wouldn't hear me breathing. Their voices clawed at my flesh. I felt like I was lying on a bed of burning coals, like I'd been set on fire. A sweeping wind of pain engulfed my body. A thousand invisible needles were ripping into me. I never dreamed fear could cause such agonizing physical pain. I tried to swallow, but my throat closed up. I had no saliva. My mouth was drier than sand. I closed my eyes and tried to make myself disappear, but their voices just grew louder. I knew they would have no mercy. My mind echoed with only one thought. If they catch me, they will kill me. If they catch me, they will kill me. They were just outside the door. At any second, they would find me. I wondered what it was going to feel like when the machete slashed through my skin and cut deep into my bones. I thought of my brothers and my dear parents, wondering if they were dead or alive, and if we would soon be together in heaven. I put my hands together, clasped my father's rosary, and began to pray. Please, God, please, please help me. Do not let me die like this. Not like this. Not, not, not like this. Don't let these killers find me. You tell us in the Bible that if we ask, we will receive. Well, God, I'm asking. Please make these killers go away. Please don't let me die in this bathroom. Please, God, please. The killers moved from the house, and we all began to breathe again. They were gone, but they would be back many times over the next three months. I believe God had spared my life, but I would learn over the next 91 days, as I hid trembling in fear with seven women in a three-foot by four-foot bathroom, that being spared is much different than being saved. But I did learn it, and it was a lesson that has forever changed me, a lesson that in the midst of mass murder, taught me how to love those who hated and hunted me and how to forgive those who slaughtered my family. My name is Immaculate Illibagiza, and this is the story of how I discovered God during one of history's bloodiest genocides. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Immaculate Illibagiza to the stage. Thank you for your kind welcome. I'm very proud and very happy to be here on this PBS program taping 
And of course, I'm very happy to be with Dr. Wen again. Thank you. I know my story is a sad story, but it has been a story that gave me an experience of great growth, spiritual growth and a deep understanding of what really matters in life. It is a story of everyone who lives through any kind of injustice. I believe that also it has given me a chance to love better and to be able to put myself in other people's skin, especially when they are hurt. I always tell Wen that if maybe he was in my country before the genocide teaching what it teaches today, maybe the genocide would not have taken place. And I hope everyone knows and America knows what a gift they have to have him. Sitting down in deep silence of that bathroom for three months and being hunted to be killed every day through the worst time of my life, I didn't know that I was about to discover the greatest source of joy in my own heart, which was God inside. He is bigger than any pain. There are a few things I would like to share with you. I know that we can learn to forgive. Do not let your heart be disturbed because of any pain. I see sometimes people take a chance to hurt each other. For example, fighting over a job promotion. But one thing I have learned is that when you hurt another person, you hurt yourself in one way or another. The most important thing I learned in that bathroom is that you can't hate people if they are struggling with the truth. As the Bible said, they do not know what they do. After I got out of the bathroom, I learned that my mom, my dad, my two brothers, my schoolmates, my relatives, my neighbors, everyone was dead. Every material belongings I cherished, it was destroyed. I learned that to every pain, there is a great purpose. I have learned a lot during those three months and I knew that those lessons can help me to face the pain that I was going to go through. And I chose only to look at that. And as Anne Frank said in her diary, I still believe 
deep down in my heart that people are good at heart and do not let yourself give up mankind. I know peace is possible. Thank you. Big thanks to Wayne Dyer and Immaculate for stopping by. That was just one of the most powerful talks that I've ever heard. Uh, she is truly an inspiration for what it means to, to forgive. Uh, you can connect with her by visiting her website, immaculate.com, and that's spelled I-M-M-A-C-U-L-E-E. And uh, you can pick up her latest book entitled Left to Tell, Discovering God Amidst the Rwandan Holocaust. And if you like the clip, there will be a link to the entire talk in the show description, along with the link to the webs to her website and her book. All right. When you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. And if you'd like to join my community and receive motivational and inspirational text by me two to three times a week, you can text the number 347-584-8512. And I will see you back here Friday where we have a new feature speaker making his debut on the show to continue with our topic of forgiveness. So until then, stay strong. Later.